Welcome to the ninth episode of the King's Rock Podcast. I am your awesome host, Death Kibber from Death Kibber Gaming YouTube channel. I am here as always with my sidekick, Bolt Up from the Bolt Up YouTube channel. How's it going? You wish I was your sidekick. What's up, Robin? Today we will be discussing the newly revealed cards from Japan's Champions League, the return of Ace Specs, Pokemon Trivia, and finally our review of our 2023 and what we plan to do for the podcast and our YouTube channels in 2024. All right, so we got some cool topics to go to uh, talk about here. Um, the first thing we're going to be talking about is some of the revealed cards from the Japan's Champions League. Now, what they revealed is cards from the two new sets that are going to be coming in Japan called Wild Force and Cyber Judge. And what those are going to be are, is our Temporal Forces set, which is coming in March, which will most say. likely... Can I just say that it just sounds like a bunch of Power Ranger episodes? In- it really does. Wild Force, Cyber Judge, and Temporal Forces. Well, like, Wild Force was actually a group of Power Rangers, but uh, Temporal Force sounds like another group of Power Rangers. I know it's not, but it just sounds like it'd be a cool team. Like, the next time on Temporal Force Power Rangers. Next time awesome. on... Temporal Force Power Rangers. We are going to have E Block rotate out coming in March, and H Block will be rotating in. So when Temporal Forces comes out, we will have F, G, and H as the legal regulation marks. And in addition to, in addition to some cards spoiled, we also get the return of Ace Specs, which some of you may may remember came out back in. 2012 in black and white boundaries crossed they ran for four sets and there were 13 total ace specs released and for those that don't know ace specs are just like radiant pokemon where you can only have one in your deck total yeah me and bolt were discussing i was thinking you could have up to four of one card but it's one of one card so that um kind of changed my my thoughts on the new cards coming out on some of them anyway there's a lot of talk about you know what what ace specs may be coming back um there have been we'll get to them but there have been three spoiled so far uh one is a reprint uh some of the most popular ones back when they originally came out were computer search and dowsing machine so there's talk that maybe they're going to be coming back but i don't think they remotely compete with one particular ace spec that has been spoiled so we'll get there um Death, you want to go down the list, the ones we have picked out, and kind of talk about them a little bit? One I wanted to talk about was Master Ball. Um, I know that's not oh, the you're best one. Into the ace spec. Okay. Yes. Okay. I wanted to talk Let's... about the ace spec. Oh, Master Ball yes. is a reprint. This is the one that was reprinted that they have revealed so far. That was an old ace spec that is coming back. But I thought the um, abilities of Master Ball were great. An ability to go in and get any Pokemon from your deck and add it to your hand. Um, I thought it would have been great for the Charizard deck because there's a lot of times where you have to use an Ultra Ball to go in and get Pidgeot or Charizard. So being able to do it without the cost of discarding two, especially with Battle Pass going away, um, it would have made it a lot better of a card. The only problem is, is you can only run one, which if you could run four Master Balls, Instead of the Ultra Ball, it would have been a great card. Would have been um, battling with. Can't remember the last one. 
Prime Catcher? Yeah, it would have been battling with Prime Catcher, but instead, since you can only run one Mashable, I just see no point to it. So I do think right now, out of the three, Prime Catcher is definitely the best one to go with. Yeah, if... And we'll we'll talk about Prime Catcher in a minute, but if Prime Catcher didn't exist, I could absolutely see a spot for Master Ball, even though there's only one. Um, I mean, imagine it is your fifth Ultra Ball, your fifth level ball, something like that. And fifth Nest Ball... I mean, it's it's fine. It's it's it is a fine card. The problem with Master Ball is it doesn't do enough in a world of Ultra Ball, where a lot of the decks that use Ultra Ball either a don't mind discarding cards or b want to discard cards. Um, I'm looking at Gardevoir, where you want to discard the energies with Ultra Ball. True. Or um, I'm looking where you want to discard energy as where well. Where you want? Yep. Uh, Lugia, where you want to discard Archaeops. Uh, Regis, where you want to discard Energy. So there's a lot of decks that you want to discard cards that Master Ball is actually a worse Ultra Ball. Now, obviously, that's not true for everybody, for every deck. But the point I'm getting at is Master Ball can be replaced with Ultra Ball without losing much. And when you can only run one single ace spec this is not the card to run. At least right Man, now, you with, with where the format is. You could, but... Well, fortunately, you could with one, of, there's definitely better cards to run with just one. If you could run four of, can you imagine four Prime Catcher? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't see too many people running four Prime Catchers even. Because like I was telling you in my scenario, there's not, there, not every time you're going to want to use Prime Catcher. Uh, the main time that I was thinking about that I would want to use Prime Catcher is if I'm if it's something that I would want to use an escape rope for, and Prime Catcher is definitely the better one because I'd be able to choose what my opponent does. It's a better version of escape rope, but there's not there's not a lot of times where it's going to be like, oh well, Prime Catcher is the best way to go. Because a lot of times I'm not going to want to to switch, switch out your my Pokemon. yeah, I'm not going to want to switch out my Pokemon. Okay, it's damaged, now- yes, but if it's not damaged, then no. Okay, now hear me out. First of all, let's let's discuss what Prime Catcher is first. So Prime Catcher is a, an item. It's an ace spec. Switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon to the active spot. If you do, switch your active Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon. So now, in your example, is there a particular Pokemon that you almost always have on your bench that has free retreat? Uh, Pidgeot. Okay. If you have one Charizard and you have your Prime Catcher, and you want to switch theirs but not yours, you play Prime Catcher, switch theirs, bring in Pidgeot, and then just retreat Pidgeot back into Charizard. Yeah, but no why would no I just foul. boss? Because now you can now Arvin, or Research, or Iono, in addition to running Prime Catcher. Yeah, but usually, huh? I guess, I guess that would work mid-game. Because by end game, I don't need any of that stuff. I would just need to be able to attack my opponent's Pokemon. But my point is, if you could, you would be running more than one Prime Catcher. No, I'd probably still only run one. Because I would run one Escape Rope. So I don't see a point of running another Prime Catcher. Because Escape Rope isn't a boss. This is a boss. Maybe I would run two Prime Catchers and two bosses instead of three Prime Catchers and or one prime catcher and three bosses. And now this is only, 
this is only Charizard that we're discussing here too, but if you look at Gardevoir, Gardevoir would absolutely want to retreat their own Pokemon. Number one, well, it helps. I mean, go ahead. It, it helps uh, put something into the active that you can then retreat to get energy off. If you had to spread energy with Cresselia, um, like Gardevoir doesn't worry about retreating. Uh, Lugia is another deck that would love this because if you hard retreat in Lugia, then you're losing valuable energy that you can't get back because it's all special energy. Um, well, I showed you one. Uh, Chi and Pao was the biggest one that I saw that would oh, Chi really and Pao would absolutely love Prime Catcher. Could you absolutely imagine Chi and Pao? Could you imagine Chi and Pao with four Prime Catchers? Yes. Wow, that deck would be <laughs> that deck would be fun. That deck would be uh, super fun. Maridon would absolutely love Prime Catcher because you have Beach Court, so you have free retreat anyway. But this just True. allows you to freely switch essentially whatever you want in addition to bossing and peoning. Um, so you can you can prime catcher, which is the boss effect, but then also use peonia to or peony, sorry, peony to then grab two more cards to keep going. So you can support like and do a gust effect in the same turn. Lost Zone is also another one that could use this card. I mean, like I said, yeah. the yeah. card is good for a lot of decks, but I mean again I mean, I see it going into a lot of decks. Would it be better as a more than a one of? I would definitely love to run like two, two to four of these in, in Chi and Pao, but um, and I would definitely say it's definitely the better card than uh, Master Ball. But I mean, both cards I can see being used in in decks. It's just I would think the Prime Catcher would definitely be the more popular one. But to say it's like the be all end all of cards. I mean, depends on what else they release out. Because you said there was, what, 12 to 14 last time? There were 13 I mean, last a... time. So, yes. <laughs> right in between 12 and 14. <laughs> there were 13 so, released last time. So, with 13 released, I mean, who knows what the other 10 might be. And there might be something that is just hands down better than even Prime Catcher. So, but, Which, I mean, between the three, that they, the three that they show... um. Yeah, Prime Catcher is definitely the better one, but I can see uses for Master Ball. I can also see uses for no, I can't. I can't. I can't even make. I can't even make an argument um, for Neo Upper Energy. Let's let's go ahead and talk about Neo Upper Energy real quick. That so card Neo, is dumb. Neo Upper Energy is special energy. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides a single colorless energy. As long as the card is attached to a Stage Two Pokemon, the card provides every type of energy, but only provides two at a time. So, two energies of any type. Now, the uses that I see for this, before I get into what I really think about it, um, I could possibly see this in Gardevoir, being able to quickly and easily power up a Guardi EX. Um, it counts as two of the three energies you need for that. Um, Baby Guardi's going to be gone, so that doesn't really help. Um, yeah. Never mind. That's about it. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, I could see you. I could see it in Charizard. No, I can't because Charizard searches no, everything. Out. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I got nothing. What what other stage two decks are out there? Champau uh, doesn't want it. No, no, Champau doesn't want it. Um, Lost Zone doesn't. Well, Lost Zone could use it. Garrett uh, Garretina. It's not a stage two. That's stage one. Actually, it's not not even a stage one. The the V's and V stars are not considered stage ones or anything. So no, uh, that wouldn't no, work. No, it has to be. It has to be a stage yeah. two. 
has to be a legit state. Yeah, there's absolutely. I told you when I saw that card, I was like, what card, what deck would that go in that would be any good? Yeah, the, just, the only it's a, thing. It's a trash card. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It's There's no spot for this card. At least, yeah. Unless, because um, we don't know all the cards released, but hear me out. What if they released a Dragon Knight deck in the next set? No, Dragon Knight's a stage three. No, no, um, that's stage two. That's stage two. You have basic stage one, stage two. So, yes, Dragonite is a stage two. So, I yeah, I mean, this card dragons. Off. Wait a minute, this card would be fantastic in a Charizard deck. Why? It would give... It would give uh, Charizard EX the ability to have just one energy. Well, like you said... Charizard can search out his energy, but I could drop that energy. I could wait. Can it search out this energy though? No. I think Charizard is only fire energy, isn't it? Yes, it cannot search this out. Never mind. No, yeah. Char it's it's terrible <laughs> in a Charizard deck. Correct. So what uh, deck you, would it you be? You had the same in? thought process. It. We're like, well, no, wait a minute. No, never mind. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no. This this card is bad. So we have three Ace specs revealed. We have Neo Operating Shoe, which is horrible. We have Prime Texture, which is insane. And then we have Master Ball, which is somewhere in between. So what you, I, what you mentioned earlier. My definition, your and my definition of insane is two different things. I don't think it's insane. I think it's really good, but I don't think it's insane. Oh, no, no, no. It is insane. It is a game-breaking card. Like, not. it's not going to break the game, but it is game-breaking. Really? Really? No. Path to the Peak <laughs> is a game-breaking card. So Prime Texture is not going to break the game, but it's going to be game-breaking in the fact that that is going to be run in every single deck. The only exception is a deck that maybe is specifically tailored to another ace spec. But by default, every deck will be running a single prime catcher. Every single deck that exists. Because that Unless card is that good. There is a better card that comes out. And that's what scares me. Is if this is one of the early ones revealed, what do they have coming? What insane that's effects are they... That, that hasn't come out yet that we're going to see and we're going to say, okay, that is insane as well. Like it. Let's be real. They're not going to show the best card in the beginning. They're going to, they, they got something hidden that's, that's going to be like mind blowing. I don't even know I'm what, just it wondering could be. what it is. <laughs> if there is a card that comes out that is better than Prime Catcher, the format might be in trouble. I mean, it'll be like Battle Pass all over again. It'll just be running every deck. Except this legitimately is run in every deck. There are a couple decks that didn't run Battle VIP Pass. There, really? I, as of right now, there is no deck that will not run Prime Catcher. What deck doesn't run Battle, Battle VIP Pass? Lugia. Really? Yep. Wait, hold on. Okay, I got. I gotta look it up. I gotta look uh, it up. Lugia, Lugia doesn't run it because they don't need. They don't need that much setup. Um, any Arceus deck doesn't run it. Because they don't need setup. It's just uh well, Maridon. Maridon doesn't run it because Maridon does the has a built-in battle I've the IPS. I've seen Maridon run it though. Uh the the newest version of Maridon that runs Peony runs it. Just and they they only run two. They don't run four. And that's so they can right. pull out Squawkabilly and Mew. But they still run it though. They do, but that's the only version of Maridon that runs it. And it's because it can be pulled out with Peony on turn one. 
they run two in case one is prized. But they don't run all four. But old versions of Rhydon didn't run it. Uh, this version of it doesn't run it, or it does run it, and it doesn't have Peony. Moretta? Yeah. Eh, they're wrong. Uh, maybe you're wrong, and I just nope. proved your point that you are wrong. Nope. A VIP pass is running a lot of decks. It is running a lot of decks. I am not denying that. I'm just saying no, that there are a It's probably running like 90% of the decks. Well, there's going to be a lot of well, yeah. decks that's not going to be Primal Catcher either. Especially because Lugia is like close to dead right now. But no, as of right now, every deck will run Prime Catcher. If it was not in the format every, right now. I would say 90%. There's no card no. that's ever run in 100% of if, decks. If it was in the format now, every deck would run Prime Catcher. There is not a single deck out there that does not want Prime Catcher right now. Maybe. I would disagree. Not a single deck does not want Prime Catcher. But anyway, okay. <laughs> so those are the aspects. Those are the aspects okay. we have so far. Um, let's go over a couple of the other cards that we had picked out is just talking points. Um, Gouging Fire EX. I was originally thinking a Entei replacement and Valiant Entei. Well, here, sorry, hold on. Gouging Fire EX is a fire type with 230 HP, ancient Pokemon. For a red and a colorless, it has Heat Blast that can do 60 damage. And for two reds and a colorless, it has Exploding Flare. 260 damage. This Pokemon cannot use Exploding Flare until it leaves the active spot. My original thought was a replacement for Entei in Valiant Entei because it can do more damage than Entei at 260 and you don't have to worry about the downside of the Exploding Flare attack because Entei is going to be switching out a lot anyway with the, with the Valiants. Then, Death, you made the point of... Uh, you lose the draw card ability. Yeah. You're, you and don't have the fleet footed, and I missed that earlier. Um, I think that's too important for Entei, and yeah, so I take it back. This card is not a replacement for Entei and Valiant Entei. You have anything I did to not say realize yeah. the second ability of the card is that the Pokemon can't use Exploding Flare again until it leaves the active spot. Oh, sorry. Until it can leave the active spot. Um, I thought it was just skip a turn, like most of the cards out now that have those kind of yeah damaging yeah. attacks, where it's like, okay, you can't attack next turn. I didn't realize that if you never remove it from the active spot, it could never possibly attack again, except Correct. with Heat Blast for 60 damage. That is terrible. That is terrible. But, but it also means that it can attack the next turn as long as you switch it out. And cards, that, or decks like the Entei Valiant can switch it out effectively. Yeah. But that being said... You're right, With without the fleet-footed, I think that that hurts it enough to where it's not worth it. Plus, you need an extra energy for that attack, so you can't get the turn one attack off with Magma Basin. So, I, I was wrong. That is not a replacement for, for Entei. No, and it only does 40 more damage than Entei's yeah. max abilities anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep, I agree. It's not there. Um, Walking Wake EX is a water type. 220 HP, Ancient Pokemon. The ability is Cerulean Pulse. Damage from this Pokemon's attacks is not affected by any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. For a Water and two Colorless, you have Catharsis Roar. It does 120 damage, and if your opponent's active Pokemon is affected by any special condition, this attack does 120 more damage, so a total of 240. The reason why I want to bring this card up is because of that ability. 
damage from this Pokemon's attacks is not affected by any effects of your opponent's active Pokemon. So what does this mean? This means that it can knock out a Mimikyu, even though Mimikyu says it can't be dealt damage by EXs. That doesn't oh, affect this. Um, that is true. Uh, Hisuian Gudra V-Star, where they have the attack and it limits, it uh, puts an 80 damage shield or whatever up. That doesn't affect this. It goes right through that shield. Wait, does it um, also go against uh, Vulpix V? V-Star, the yes. one that you can't do damage to it? If by Pokemon with abilities, correct. Wow, okay. Now, that card, I can see a lot of uses for. <laughs> um, Duraludon. Duraludon says uh, Pokemon with special energy attached to it can't can do damage to it. This shuts it down. So, well, I, it, does, it does damage through the shield. That would say it shuts it down. So, the problem with this is the attack isn't great. 120 damage. And 240 if you put it, if you have a special condition or a. Uh, yeah, but it one shots Mimikyu, though. It does one shot Mimikyu, so that can help in decks that have no other way to deal with Mimikyu, possibly. How much um, HP does uh, Vulpix V V Star, uh, V Max, one, not, or V Star? 180, 230, 220. Is it 240? Let's look. 240. Good, good work. I'm proud of you. 240. So it could knock out the Vulpix. Um, In two turns. No, one turn with a special condition. Well, if you can get a special condition on it's it, but I mean, how many, how many Pokemon can you, can you do it? Huh? Brute Bonnet is this card's best friend. Ah. Brute Bonnet is the ancient Pokemon with that says has the ability... If you have the ancient booster capsule attached to it, you can make both uh -huh. active Pokemon poisoned. Oh. So you can do that on every turn. So that puts that special condition on your opponent's Pokemon. It does put it on yours, but it also puts it on your opponent. And if you run the um, Hisuian, the Radiant Hisuian Sneasler, that makes poison on your opponent's Pokemon do 30 damage every turn instead of 10. So now you're looking at 240, 270, 270 damage. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, I think, where this card might see play. Um, you just, I think Brute Bonnet's going to be its friend. Uh, Radiant Suing Sneasler is going to be its friend. And there, there might be something there. We'll see. Such a, it's such a niche card, but, I mean, it's like Manaphy. You could run one in, in a water deck just for just in case. Yeah, the abilities the abilities interesting on it. Um, Raging Bolt EX is a dragon type, two hundred and forty HP, basic ancient Pokemon. For a colorless, you have Bursting Roar. Discard your hand and draw six cards. That is a decent attack for turn one, I think. I mean, it gives you something you can do. And then the second attack for a Lightning and a Fighting, you have Extreme Ascent. It does seventy damage times. You may discard any amount of basic energy attached to your Pokemon in play. This attack does 70 damage for each card you discarded this way. What do we think about Raging Bolt? If it was electric typing, I would say it's a great card. It would <laughs> be insane. Replace, it would replace Raichu V. It's just, it would be a better version of Raichu V. Yeah, that's why I said it would replace it, yeah, because it, it is a better, better. version. Um, 
I'm torn because it's a dragon type. But now, it could still be run in an electric deck, though. You would just have to run a fighting energy, though. Or a luminous energy. The luminous energy is the special energy that can be any type of energy, as long as there's no other special energy attached to it. Oh, okay. So you can run luminous energy, and that would count as a lightning or a fighting. So I would still, I would still consider throwing this in a Maridon deck. I'm not gonna lie, I would still consider throwing this in a Maridon deck, and it wouldn't have the weaknesses that uh, Maridon has either. That was what I was gonna say. Was you know you talked about dragon as a oh it's a dragon, but the plus side of the dragon is no weakness. Oh, it true. does have yeah, it, it does have a three retreat cost, which is. Not great for Maridon because Maridon likes to be able to retreat into whatever it needs to attack with that turn. But I mean, Iron Hands already has a four retreat cost, and they 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 find a way to work with Iron Hands. So see now, this is what Prime Catch would be used for, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh gosh, Prime Catcher with Iron Hands and being able to boss up something, bring up the Iron and, Hands. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're, talking back. we're going back to the A specs again. <laughs> but I'm yeah. just saying because, like, mean, if you added this deck to Mar- or this card to Maridon, along along with Prime Catcher, and you'd be able to switch between the two Iron Hands and Prime Catcher, or not Prime Catcher, Iron Hands and Raging Bolt, I can see this deck going to the next level with this card. It's a good card. It's a very good card. Um, how many energies do you need to knock out a Charizard? Uh, with this one, five you only need five. Yeah. So as opposed to the six that you would need with Raichu. With Raichu, yeah. So it's one less. Um, I, that one can be very important. I think there's something. I think this card could see play. I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of it, Maridon. Um, I don't know. I know Maridon's list is pretty tight. So I don't know if there is room. But I mean, all rotation, you have to do is just get rid of it out instead of Raichu. Because Raichu is that kind of big swing Pokemon. But... This one, you need less energy, so I would just replace this one with the Big Swing Pokemon. And it has more HP. And it has more HP. Um, now, at rotation, Maridon's going to look a lot different because it loses the Dynamotor Flaffy, and it loses Peony. So it's going to change um, how, how Maridon is run, which could open up room for Raging Bolt. True. So there's something here. There's definitely something here. Um, we'll just have to see what people smarter smarter than me come up with, I think, because I am yeah. not the one to come up with this. But I do think, I mean, I see play for Walking Wake and Raging mm-hmm. Bolt. I don't see much for Gouging Fire, but um, like you said, someone smarter than me will probably figure out something that this card will be broken in. But right now, I just don't see it replacing Entei. And keep in but mind... I we don't know where the format's going to be because this is after rotation. True. So this is every E-block card gone. But I feel like Entei will still be the better play just because of Fleet-Footed and ability to draw a card. You're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Explorer's Guidance is a, a ancient supporter. Look at the top six cards of your deck, put two of them in your hand, discard the other cards. 
This card's interesting. Um, it is similar to Chorus. Chorus Experiment is kind of how I see this for non Lost Zone decks. Chorus is, you get end up with three cards, but it's better than a draw three because you're digging five deep. This one is a draw two, but you're digging six deep. And instead of losing the cards forever, they're just going to the discard pile. So I can see this possibly going in Lugia. You can throw away the Archaeops with it and get the cards you need. Um, I can definitely see this in Regis. Get the Regis you need, throw away the energies. Um, I mean, there, there's something here, I think. I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's good. But I see the potential with this card. I can see it in GM Pile as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a draw two, but it's dig deep to get those two, which is nice. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see, see something here. We'll have to see how that one plays out. I can see it in a few decks. Yeah. I can see it getting yeah. played. Yep, I agree. The next card I am excited to talk about is Iron Crown EX. It is a Psychic, 220 HP, basic future Pokemon. The ability is Cobalt Commander. Your future Pokemon's attacks, excluding any Iron Crown EX, do 20 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. And then the attack for a Psychic 2 Colorless is Twin, what is that, Shottles? Show, what, what is that word? I would say Shottles. Shottles. Sure. <laughs> this attack does 50 damage to two of your opponent's Pokemon. This attack's damage is not affected by weakness or resistance or by any effects on those Pokemon. So that is another attack that can hit a Mimikyu. It won't knock it out, but it can hit it. Now, why I love this card. I love this card because of its ability. Your future Pokemon's attacks do 20 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. The very first thing I thought of when I read that was Iron Hands, Iron Hands is 40 damage away from Ampu very muching a Pidgeot EX. This extra 20 damage is enough for Iron Hands to be able to Ampu very much a Pidgeot EX for three prizes. So I am very excited to bench this in Maridon and Ampu very much a Pidgeot. That's two cards for the Maridon deck. It is. And like I mentioned earlier, the Maridon's going to look a lot different post-rotation, and there might be room for this to be able to sit on the bench and power up your Iron Hands. I don't know if... I, I, I feel like it has to be worth it, even though Iron Hands really is the only future Pokemon there. That's too good of an effect to not use. It bumps up the other attack from uh, 16 arm press from 160 to 180. So, I mean, the, there, there's some important numbers there, I think, that, that this is hitting with Iron Hands. I must yeah. ask, how could you skip Iron Leaves? Because it's not great. It could be. If okay. they give, give some more leaf support. Um, I did actually forget, and here, let's go over Iron Leaves real quick. Iron Leaves EX is a grass, 220 HP, basic future Pokemon. The ability is Rapid Vernier. I really need to learn how to pronounce words. 
Once during your turn, when you play this card, when you play this Pokemon from hand on your bench, you may switch this Pokemon with your active Pokemon. If you do, you may move any number of energy from your bench Pokemon to this Pokemon. So that is Weirder V's ability. When Weirder V switches to the active spot, you can move any amount of energy to it. Iron Leaves Attack for two green and a colorless Prismatic Edge does 180 damage. During your next turn, this Pokemon can attack. So, this Pokemon, it hits something very important. And Death, what does it hit? Charizard. <laughs> 180 damage is enough to knock out a Charizard. That is going to knock out a Charizard. So, yeah, that's, that's important. And it's something that I missed when I was going over this list. Um, this is the first real Charizard competitor that that we've seen. And I can see it going in a Serena EX deck. I mean, I'm not saying Serena EX decks are good right now, but I mean, Serena right now with my deck hits Inte, and then it also now you would have that card to be able to hit uh, Charizard one shot Charizard. That would make that deck really good versus the Charizard deck. Now here's my question for you because we've seen a card like this before, and the card like this before has been the Electrode V, the Hisuian Electrode V, which can also one shot Charizard. If you get a Charizard, and I knock out your Charizard with this Iron Leaves. I get my two prizes. What's your next move going to do? What is it going to be? Charizard. Well, actually, I would probably do Entei and try to knock it out that way. Or I would do Charizard, because either one, Entei or Charizard, one-shots this thing after that. Correct. So what you're doing is, yeah, you're taking out a Charizard, but you're also allowing the Charizard to just turn around and take you out to trade even with prizes. And then are you going to be able to keep up at that point? still doing that 330 damage. I don't know. Um, I was excited about this for a second, and then I remembered, oh yeah, it keeps the prize race even, and when this one's gone, are you going to be able to level to, uh, to energize another one ready to attack 330 again? Really? I, I don't know if it's fast enough. I think it is still I mean just too slow to beat Charizard. It could be. I don't know Leaf decks that well on how well they can get their energy to their bench or to they their can't. Pokemon. They can't. Oh, um, the answer is Fortress. Struggle. But Fortress is bad. It explodes itself, gives the opponent two prizes, but you get to put five energy anywhere you want. That's the best one, but it's... Yeah, I mean, you don't have two prizes with it. I, I was going to say, you don't want to do that on no. against any deck because you have two free prize cards Correct. like that. Yep, you're taking a two-prize penalty, but you get five energies. So no, it's not. Uh, I I think this still just seems too slow. Charizard's too big, too bulky. Um, this might help in certain matchups, but I don't. I don't think it's the this sound the alarm for Charizard. Yeah, yeah. It's just something to to keep an eye out for. Um, are there any of these other cards that you want to talk about? We'll uh, we'll talk about them more in future episodes as more get released. We'll talk more and see you know our our opinions on these. But do you have any more? Crypto maniacs deciphering. Walt said this was going to be a great card. No, he did not. <laughs> this card will not see play. 
in any way whatsoever. This will see Not play in some theme deck, and that's about it. It yeah, is I a just... future supporter. Search your deck for two cards. Shuffle your deck. Put those cards on the top in any order. You do that. Your opponent plays Judge. And oops, there goes my cards. Uh, just no, it's not good. Um, I mean, no, obviously I... you can do that and you can fleet foot to draw it, but you're just wasting a lot of card that you could be doing other things with. No, it's a bad, it's a bad supporter effect. That is not what I'm going to be using my one supporter play per turn on. Absolutely not. Yeah, I wish like these supporters were like the future um, theme to them would add more to like a future deck and like it would have something else like if you play this with a future card or if a future pokemon is active in it then instead of putting it on top of your deck you put it or you put it in your hand like i wish it had some type of ability like that like what's the point of having it support a future if it doesn't do anything for you um i'm sure that we'll see more the the reason why is just cards that that uh, have something to do with with futures are going to be around so like search your deck for a future card you can pull this cryptomaniacs deciphering out but you also have cards like professor seda's vitality is that what it is professor seda's whatever that allows you to attach energy from your discard pile to any ancient pokemon so they we have those that are out there that you know that care about the type of card that it is itself but they also need to throw some in there that are different, so that way when we get cards that care about these, there are just a lot of options. So I understand, I get what you're saying, but I understand. I also understand why they're doing what they're doing, but it's just a bad card. I mean, but it's and such it's a bad card, so Yeah, it's not that, worth spending this much time. <laughs> if, if it was like, search any future card from your deck, I mean, I'm probably going for an Iron Valiant than I am for the supporter yeah. card, whereas if I could get the supporter card... I had an Iron Valiant in my active spot, and then I got the supporter card and played it, and I was able to add the two cards to my hand. I mean, it's still not a great card, but it's at least better than what it is now, because at this point, the card's pretty much worthless. Yeah, you're going for anything other than that card. Okay, so that is all we're going to talk about for the revealed cards. Um, we'll talk about in future episodes... We have another Sandy Shocks coming out. We have a Great Tusk, Screamtail. We have another Maridon EX and Crydon EX. So we've got a lot of other cards that have been spoiled. We'll talk about those in future episodes. But now we have time for Pokemon Trivia. With this being episode number nine, the trivia today, we are going to be talking about Pokemon number nine, which is Blastoise. And to catch up, we are also on Pokemon number two, which is Ivysaur. Death, would you like to ask your trivia questions first, or do you want me to? You go ahead first. Okay. So my first one, I think, is fairly easy. I say that, and you know, it'll probably catch you completely off guard. But here we go. What color is the flower on shiny Ivysaur's back? Isn't it green? No, you're close. Try again. Yellow. It is yellow. Good work. Two tries. I'll give it to you. All right. Give me your Ivysaur question. All right, so what is the only second stage grass poison Pokemon that doesn't need an evolutionary stone to evolve it to its final form? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say it's Ivysaur. Yes. 
So that one, that one's really cool. Um, when you mentioned that before the cast, I started, you know, wheels started turning. I started thinking about it, and yeah, um, I mean that's a that's a really cool fact that I hadn't thought of before. That all of the other grass poisons need a stone to get to the third, the the stage two, as far as the the card game is concerned. Um, yeah, when I saw one that there's only two two stages, it doesn't go to a third third form. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really cool fact. When I saw the question, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, out of a thousand Pokemon, you're telling me that Ivysaur is the <laughs> only one out of the grass plant that or g- grass poison that doesn't use an evolutionary stone to evolve. But as Bolt will attest to, once you start doing some research, you find out, yeah, he is the only one. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool fact, and um, thank you for sharing that one. I like that one. Yeah, I like All that right. one too. That's why I kept it. <laughs> Give me your uh, give me your Blastoise question. Okay, so what is the only Gen One starter final stage to not have a dual type? Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Blastoise is water only, yep. but then you have you have Charizard that is fire flying, and then you have Venusaur that is grass poison. Grass so poison. I feel like um, Blastoise got the short end of the stick there. Did he though? Because with Charizard adding that flying weakness made him weak to electric and made him weak to quad weak to rock. But it also gives him a stab wing effect or uh, wing attack and stab fly, which is valuable. And it does make him immune to ground too, as well. That's true. But with um, God, what is that rock move that um? What is that rock move that you can put on the field and it does damage to them as they switch oh, in and out of their Pokemon? Um, can't oh, right shoot. Now. Somebody's yelling at the at the radio right now. Um, there's spikes and there is Stealth Rock. Stealth Rock, of course. Stealth Rock. It made it quad weak to Stealth Rock, which means that when he comes into the field, he's taking half damage off the top. Yeah. <laughs> That's taking... Holy cow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Stealth Rock does half his damage, or half his health is damage. Holy cow. What's your uh, Here we question? Go. I'm, I'm proud of this question. I like this question. Okay, so Squirtle is the tiny turtle Pokemon. Wartortle is the turtle Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Blastoise is a shellfish. Right. What are the only other two shellfish Pokemon in Gen 1? Um, Cloyster... Shelter, probably. No. They are not classified as shellfish. Really? Even yes. though they got shells. Uh, Slowbro? Nope. Slowbro? No? Nope. Who else would have a shell? Okay, I'm stumped on this one. <laughs> Wait, what about Parasect? No, Parasect. Is that a shell? No, that's a mushroom. That's a mushroom Pokemon. Um, shell, shell. Who else would have a shell? I'm very proud of this one. This is a good question. Who else has a shell? I can't think of it right now. Oh, I'm a knight and I'm a star. No. The other one. What do you mean the other one? The other one. There's no other one. Yeah. 
You have Omanite Nomastar. What's the other one? Are you talking about Kabuto and Kabuto and Kabuto Tops? Yep, they are the only other two shellfish Pokemon in Gen One. There's no way. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. Omanite and Amastar is not. They have shell. And how does Cloyster not? They uh, all have shells. They're probably like, like the clam Pokemon or something like that. Kabudops a freaking that is crazy. That might, uh, maybe that's a snail Pokemon or something. But yeah, Blastoise and Kabuto and Kabutops are the only shells. Hmm. Interesting. That's a good one. I like that one. Thanks. All right. Now, final segment of the podcast for today. Let's do a brief review of 2023 and what our plans are for 2024. So for me, um, I decided to start doing the, the YouTube channels on the podcast because, you know, I, I'm playing the game anyway. I want a way to be able to just kind of talk about the game, discuss the game, share my opinions with the game, learn from other people. And in addition to just all the fun I've had, you know, hanging out with you, doing the podcast and, you know, doing the videos, you know, just the fun with there. I've learned so much about the game and I've gotten so much better playing the game. And it just, it just makes it more, you know, a more as one big piece for me. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun doing that. Um, just kind of just having some fun with it. Um, when I started my most recent version of the channel in October 2023, so about two and a half months into this, and in two and a half months, we are sitting at, uh, this is episode nine of the podcast, so we've done nine episodes. And then as far as YouTube goes, I have 2.7 thousand views, 157 watch hours, and 33 subscribers. So a very, very slow start, I believe, to to the channel, but it opens up a lot of a lot of possibilities for future growth in 2024. You're definitely your start. Your start's definitely better than mine. <laughs> How's your 2023 gone, Death? Um, so my start with my YouTube channel was different than Death, or not different than Death. I'm Death. Um, different than both. Mine was that I wanted to start the channel as a way where, like, to show me gaming with my friends. Um, Serial that was on here a few episodes ago, and then of course Bolt. Um, we started out at Fortnite, and um, it was kind of a way of just showing fun gameplay with my friends. And then I moved into Pokemon, which was supposed to again be more fun gameplay with my friends, as I was going to be playing Bolt a lot. I was trying to talk Serial into playing, and we were just going to kind of move into Pokemon, but it's kind of gone a different way to where it's just gameplay, fun gameplay. Um, I plan to move my channel in a different direction, kind of more along the line of what Bolt is, kind of give more of an informative and more of an educational way of playing Pokemon TCG. Um, I picked back up in late August, like the last week of August. So I got about a month on Bolt right now. Um, so mine is not much better than him. Um, I got 36 subscribers and about 175 watch hours right now so um like i said bolt has definitely gotten a better start than i have because uh, i'm guessing in, if he had the same amount of time he'd probably have more subscribers than me and he's already got more watch hours than me um but so 
So that's a, pretty much the plan going forward with my channel for 2024 is to kind of grow it as a more of an educational channel. Um, I do plan on expanding out into Yu-Gi-Oh more, uh, doing more of a journey with Yu-Gi-Oh, getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh and learning that game as well. So I will actually be splitting between the two, which I'm not sure how I'm going to do that because I'm also going into competitive Pokemon play. So that so Yu-Gi-Oh might end up getting put on the back burner. I'm not 100% sure, but I will be starting my competitive journey January 6th. So I am looking forward to that as well. So you guys will be following me on my channel with that as well, my competitive journey, because I will be uh, documenting that on my YouTube channel as well. So and in these podcast episodes, we have a um, a store championship league for local store that starts up in the first week of January. So it'll be a good foray for death into competitive Pokemon. Um, just kind of playing locals, but, but feeling more, more invested and a little bit more high stakes than just a typical local Saturday Pokemon. So, so it'll be fun. Um, I'm excited for that as well to, you know, have local competitive scene in addition to cups, challenges and regional championships as well. Yes. Which I know you're planning on going to at least one regional this year, aren't you? Uh, yes, there's one more regional I'm planning to go to this year, and that is Indianapolis is my next planned regional. I will probably not hit a regional until I see how I do in the local tournaments, because right now with no experience, I can see me getting destroyed in a regional <laughs> right now. Well, so. Indianapolis is in May, so you have some time. Um, oh, yeah, I do, don't I? I could probably be prepared for that one. Well, I will say, you guys will be able to see my uh, journey to that. So I might actually, uh, I might commit to that. that one. Yeah. Um, Peoria was my first regional, the the for the this this most recent one, and I went four three two at that one. So I think it was a it was an okay start for my first regional. Um, I definitely have a lot higher expectations for for Indianapolis. Um, I feel like I did not prepare as well as I should have for Peoria. Um, there were some things that I did that that I I, ex I will do differently this time coming around. And I have a lot higher expectations for me. And I'll talk about that in a little bit of where I expect to go at Indy. Do you have uh, anything else you want to talk about for what you expect of yourself in 2024 among you know the game, the podcast, the channels, anything like that? I expect to expand on the game. Um, as both know, I've been only playing Charizard. Um, as my um, subscribers know, I've only been playing Charizard. So I do ex plan to expand on that, kind of get more gameplay. I have played other decks outside of recording. Um, I've not enjoyed any of them, so that's why I don't show like the videos for them. But I do plan on kind of learning more, especially since I'm going to be going into the competitive scene. So I kind of want to know what's out there and um, how everybody else is playing and what they're playing and how those decks run. Um, I know like from playing both how Chi and Pao and Guardi run. So I have a pretty good idea of those, but I mean, there's the Snorlax stall that I still haven't seen. Um, Maridon, I played quite a few times online, so I kind of know how that deck goes. Iron Valiant, I know how that deck goes, but um, there's just some decks that I would like to like to kind of learn more and see what I can do with and, Try to get more in the deck building again, because that was one thing I did enjoy when I was younger. Um, playing card games, it, it was not only just the matches, but the building the deck yourself and 
and going into matches to see how you do and then tweaking the deck after a few matches and seeing how that does. And I missed that part um, going online and kind of looking at a deck list and being like, hey, I'm going to copy this deck list. Um, it's fun and all, but I mean, putting in the work to do it is also fun as well for me. So uh, I'm going to see what I can come up with in the next year on if I can come up with something good in Pokemon. Obviously, um, it's been looked at extensively with people that have played that have played it extensively so um they probably know everything and i'm probably just going to be looking for some fun deck that's just trash that, I, that i'll still have fun with um one thing that you can do is for some of your videos make them you know deck building working sessions um make these videos or or stream on twitch which i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna start streaming on twitch in 2024 but do a stream of your deck building process. Um, you know, stream you know deck deck building from start to finish, and play the deck. Uh, tweak it after the game, play it again, and that's a, you know something that you could do with your with your videos in twenty twenty four. Wish I had done that with my Charizard deck because I because the Charizard deck actually started out as a Charizard Arcanine deck, and I've been tweaking it and tweaking it. That's the only deck that's that right. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't um haven't looked at a deck list for. I've actually built that deck and changed that deck. So that's why my deck is a little different. That's why I'm kind of more stubborn about removing cards that like Bolt is like, you should remove that. And I'm like, no, it works for me. So then it's we'll see baby. how it goes in, in, in competitive. But I mean, if you watch some of my, like if you guys as the listeners go back and watch some of my videos from the earlier like earlier versions of my deck, you'll be like, what is he doing? Why is he running Arcanine and Charizard at the same time? And then why is he running Arcanine, Charizard, and Arceus at the same time? Like, and, and what is this crap that he's playing? But I mean, as I played more and won some, lost some, and was the deck was bricking, and then I would learn and look up more cards that would add more stuff to it, and then talk to Bolt about what cards were out there that would help with the situation that I'm dealing with. Um, the deck now, I would say, flows really well. Yeah, I absolutely. definitely win 90% of the time with the deck. Um, so I definitely have enjoyed that deck, and but I do need to get more into deck building. So, All right. And so for me, I have, I know both of us are, are numbers guys, so I have yes, you know, put are. a lot of my goals into a a number form, a, a way to quanti quantitate, quantify. To quanti quant there we go. <laughs> a way to quantify, um, so I can you know just really see where I am with these goals in particular. So for me, I have I split them into three groups. I have gameplay goals, I have content goals, and I have podcast goals. So number one, what is most important for me is my gameplay goals. That is that is my number one here. I am a, a game player first before I am a content creator. So my gameplay goals, my biggest goal is I want to top 64 regional championship. So for me, that is only indie right now. Um, and this is for the calendar year 2024. So the Pokemon year ends in August, September. Whenever Worlds is, September. Um, and then the following season, August. August. The Pokemon season ends in August. The following Are you season. Sure about that? No, I'm not sure about it. <laughs> but the following season starts at the end of this calendar year. So 
depending on when the regionals are released for the end of this calendar year, end of 2024, um, I could still have another regional opportunity for 2024. But my number one goal is I want a top 64 regional championship. That will mean I need to improve a lot, um, but I am planning on putting in the work for, for Indy to, to do my best at a top 64. Uh, my other goal is to win two League Cups. Um, going to as many League Cups in the area as I can to try to build up my, my championship points and just get more more competitive gameplay in. So winning two League Cups is another one of my gameplay goals. Now, well, as can far I as just con- say that yeah. my goal is to just make sure that I beat you in one League Cup? <laughs> I don't need to win two. I just want to beat you in one. <laughs> My other goal, I guess, is to win the uh, the store championship series. So I'm going to try to to make the top eight over the the first quarter of the year, and then win the top eight tournament. So that is my goal. My other goal is to win the you got the a lot of stiff competition in that championship. one. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You told me some of the players that are in there, so you got you got some you got a stiff competition in that one. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, it there is a lot of competition there, and I I know I need to put in the work for it. So I also plan on putting in the work for that. Um, content goals. I am looking at a by the end of twenty twenty four. I am trying to get, I will attempt to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So that what that means for me is I need to step up my game as far as what I am posting and the quality of what I am posting. So I am going to kind of review what I've done and try to learn more and try to make every video better than the one than the previous one. Just make find one thing that I can to make each video better. Here, 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 here. That's my goal as well. Not the 1000 subscribers, but to just make sure that every video that I put out is of the quality that I want it to be because I know I've got some clunkers out there. <laughs> my most <laughs> yeah, just... my most popular video is probably one of the worst videos on my channel. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. My next uh, my next content goal is five thousand watch hours by the end of twenty twenty four. And once again, to get there, I need to step up my game for how many videos I am posting. So. I am my goal is 100 videos posted for 2024. And in addition to the YouTube goals, I am have a goal of 2000 followers on Twitter or X. And for those that don't know, I am on Twitter as the bolt up 24. So check that out. Follow me on there. Um, I also post um, things that we're going to talk about here. Um, any thoughts I have about the game and how I am doing in tournaments, things like that, what decks I've played, uh, what I would change, things like that. So so check that out. Um, I'm going to try to get better at that as well. So those are my content goals. And then the last category is the podcast goals. So the podcast, this, the King's Rock podcast, is another you know important part of my, my Pokemon journey. So we're looking at, for me, a goal that's 50 episodes. Um, I know there's 52 weeks in a year, but I do know that sometimes things come up. So I want to make sure that we have 50 episodes in in 2024. And then I have a goal of 1,000 listeners per month. So I'm trying to to make the podcast known, make it more interesting, and make people just want to want to tune in and listen to see what we have to talk about. 
And then the last goal. I like our content. Oh, sorry. I like yeah, our absolutely. content. That also needs to be improved as well. Like we are. Absolutely. I know this is my first pro- podcast and I know with Bolt, I think this is your, what's your second? Cause you did a league of legends, not that long or a few years uh, back. I had a couple of guest appearances on other podcasts, but this is the first one that I have run myself. I thought you did a League of Legends podcast. Nope. Nope. But either way, like for with this being week nine, we definitely want to show improvement and improve what our quality is for our podcast and everything. And we do eventually want to get it to where we're doing video and not just um, audio. Yeah. um, Yeah, that should have been on here as a, a 2024 goal as well, but um, early 2024 to have video podcasts as well. And then the last podcast goal is throughout 2024, I would like to have five high profile guest appearances. And by high profile, I am talking a pro, a um, content creator, something like that. So um, I'm going to be on the lookout for people that we can have on the show. We can talk about you know tournaments, um, decks they like to play, their history of the game, just, you know, interesting things that, that we can bring up with these, with these high profile guests. So that is my other goal is five high profile guests for, for 2024. That is our goals for the podcast. What's that? So that is our goals for the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll be anything, looking forward to anything that I have forgotten as far as podcast goals that you can think of? No, um, I think the 50 episodes, we both discussed it. Um, the 50 episodes were definitely our goal. Um, and then the 1,000 listeners per month. I know we don't have any control over that, but as our quality gets up and as we get more and more out there ourselves and hit more tournaments, local and regional, and hopefully one of us can make it to world, um, we'll get more exposure. So we're hoping to get that as well. Um, and then... I know for content, I probably should start an X account because I haven't, I don't have one. <laughs> well, you know, keep trying to talk me, me into it, but huh? people keep telling me Instagram is the place to go. And I'm like, nope, I, I'm not ready to, to foray into Instagram yet. I'm too much of a boomer. All right. So I think that is our episode for episode nine. Uh, we went over some of the cards. We had our Pokemon trivia and our review of 2023 and what to expect 2024 death do you have any closing thoughts yes please subscribe to our youtube channels we are both on the goal for i'm on the goal for a thousand or not a thousand a hundred subscribers by the end of the year which i know at this point is not going to happen but let's make a shot for january the end of january let's get me to a hundred subscribers and by the end of january let's get bolted up to a hundred subscribers as well all right we are going to be doing the best we can to provide the best content to our listeners and our viewers amen amen and that is all thank you all for listening and we will see you next week on the king's rock podcast have a good weekend everybody